Hello, and welcome to this week's sermon podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbonnet, Illinois. This is a sermon for Sunday, November 10th, 2019, LWML Sunday. The sermon is entitled, Moving Mulberry Trees, and is based on Luke, chapter 17, verse 6. It was preached by Pastor Carl Copen. Grace and mercy and peace be yours this day in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Text for the message comes from the Gospel reading. Let us pray. Almighty God, we ask that you bless our time in worship and help us to be rooted deeply in you. And as we gather, may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our Maker and our Redeemer. Amen. Well, first things first, uh, this gospel reading might sound a little bit familiar because we had this passage, it was about a month ago now, uh, as we come back to it now for the celebration of the LWML, the Lutheran Women's Missionary League. In our reading today, uh, or in our world today actually, uh, there's a lot of talk about how difficult it is to be a Christian. Because, well, we look at it, right? The world has changed, the the nation has changed, the culture has changed. Increasingly, people uh, walk away from church, or maybe they're choosing to never be connected with a church, because a lot of times uh, the church is seen, and Christianity in general is seen as irrelevant, uh, judgmental, or hypocritical. The more secularized we become as a nation, we're told, the less impact Christians are uh, seem to have. All this talk about the challenges of living in what's often called a, a post-Christian world can lead us to be very timid. It can be, lead us to be very fearful, uh, even maybe doubtful about, uh, be doubtful disciples of Jesus Christ. But if we're truthful, our world is not that different from the world of Jesus' first disciples. Their world has often been called a pre-Christian world. Uh, a world in which people did not know Jesus, uh, they did not know his teachings, they did not know his mission. Yeah, I, I think instead of saying that we live in a post-Christian world, perhaps it's better to use that phrase, pre-Christian. Because it's a better description for our world today. Because it really says that as Christians, we're, uh, we're, we're rather, it's more of a movement for us, saying that people are watching us, wondering what makes us tick. To call our world pre-Christian is to say that we can have an impact in the way that we live. It says that our stories, that our, that our songs, those kinds of things matter in our everyday life. And it means everything to the way that the world sees Jesus. Exactly what was happening with Jesus and his disciples in Luke 17. You know, Jesus was constantly teaching about everyday values and, and practices. And so here in this reading, he tells his disciples they need to forgive others. Even if they've been wronged seven times in a single day, he's really talking about an attitude, a way of life. He's referring to that simple but challenging act of confronting one another, confronting another with their sin, and then voicing that forgiveness. And now, that's really the, the fabric of our everyday relationships, isn't it? But let's be uh, realistic. It's really hard to confront. And it's 
even more difficult sometimes to forgive. But that is our challenge in being rooted in Christ, isn't it? Because where are we rooted? Are we rooted in that bitterness? Are we rooted in uh, pride or in lust or in anger and pettiness? Or are we rooted in Jesus? You know, those roots of bitterness, they they can run very deep, can't they? They can last long, just like tree roots, like the mulberry tree in the reading, stubborn and strong. No wonder the disciples respond to Jesus' challenge with to forgive with those words, saying, increase our faith. I mean, they could have said, Lord, you expect us to forgive like that? And that often? That's challenging, Lord. We need greater faith for that. Give us greater faith, Lord. Now, it was one of those teaching moments. So when the disciples say, increase our faith, Jesus didn't just go, all right. Sure, presto changeo, you now have greater faith. (laughs) He didn't do that, did he? What he did say was, if you have faith, like the grain of a mustard seed, you could say to this tree over here, this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea and it would obey you. Now, Jesus doesn't explain his response. And Luke, the writer who records Jesus' words, doesn't interpret them either. Uh, But you have to admit, that's quite an image, isn't it? With a little faith, Jesus is saying, faith as small as a mustard seed. The faith that you have right now, you can uproot a a 20, 30-foot mulberry tree and plant it in the bottom of the sea. That's quite an image, isn't it? A, A Christian walking up to a tree saying, okay, tree, pull up your roots, head for the ocean, and you'll be the first mulberry tree successfully planted on the ocean floor. And then of all things, we see the ground start to move. <laughs> the tree gets uprooted and flies into the ocean, 40,000 feet or 4,000 feet below sea level. So what's Jesus saying here? For one thing, he's saying it's not helpful to try to quantify our faith. Jesus' disciples were doing that when they said, increase our faith, Lord, we need more, right? In other words, Jesus Give us more faith. Give us more heroic faith. Give us enough faith to do the hard things in hard times. But Jesus' response says, it's not helpful to make faith a quantifiable possession. But we do that, don't we? We say that. Uh, we, We tend to quantify our faith. If only I had enough faith. If only I could believe enough. Or on the negative side, I guess I just didn't have enough faith at this point. But you notice how those statements, the weight of those statements is always placed on us, right? Can we believe enough? Can we trust enough? Do we have enough faith to make things happen? So if faith is not quantifiable, how do we understand Jesus' words Faith like the grain of a mustard seed. How can faith send trees flying into the sea? I believe Jesus' concept of faith puts that whole matter of faith into our relationship with him. Faith like the grain of a mustard seed is simple faith and trust in him. I mean, it's a trust that abides in him. It's a trust that depends on him. It's a trust that that, that lives every day in him, being rooted in him. 
It's only in Christ that we can do those uh, those difficult things uh, with deep, deep roots like bitterness or lack of forgiveness. And that action is only possible because Christ lives in us. In Latin, there are a couple of words for faith. There's there's fides, which we, we had a, a, a few weeks ago, right? Uh, we, we, that might be more quantifiable, sola fide, faith alone. Uh, it's a faith that's certain that things are true. A faith that, a faith that says, I believe. I believe that God created the world. I believe that Jesus was born of a virgin. I believe that Jesus was crucified and raised from the dead. Uh, that the Spirit brings life. Creeds are examples of that kind of uh, faith. Fides. This we believe. Then there's the other word for faith in Latin, uh, fiducia. Did I get that right? Yes, all right. All right. This is more of a relational faith, right? It's a trust in the Lord being 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 rooted in the power of God. And, and that's Luther's really preferred word for faith. You hear that in Paul's familiar words in Philippians 4, verse 13. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. So faith, like the grain of a mustard seed, said, says that I can forgive not so much because I have enough faith to do it, but rather because I live and make decisions inside that relationship with Jesus Christ. Faith, like the grain of a mustard seed, says that I already have what I need to live my, my, my Christian life and my witness. I have Christ, or better, Christ has me. The one who came and died for me, the one who, who broke through death and came to life for me, the one who calls me in baptism and makes me his own. He makes the seemingly impossible things possible. So how does this change the way that we live? Well, in Christ, I can then confront the person who's wronged me, and I can offer forgiveness. In Christ, I can do the hard thing and, and share that faith, my faith with my neighbor. In Christ, I, I can make time to pack food for the hungry when I thought I was too busy. And in faith, I can drop that quarter in the mite box, uh, believing that it is going to make a difference. In faith, I can hold the hand of, the na- of a neighbor in the hospital. Maybe they're not my favorite neighbor, but I do it anyway. In Christ, I phone a friend who's become distant. And in Christ, I reach out to people maybe that I haven't seen in church for some time. So in Christ, our church, we as believers take on something new. Knowing that it's going to be a stretch, simply because it is what Christ would have us to do. We see our community around us that's not an enemy, but a mission field. And underneath it all, you hear the movement of those trees, right? Those mulberry trees. Those hard things, those seemingly impossible things. The things that are happening because Christ lives within me and and because Christ lives within you. The LWML has always lived with that kind of mustard seed kind of faith. Uh, little gifts, those mites, those combined uh, from churches to districts across our synod make big things happen in the world. And Christ has been working through the LWML since 1942. Pretty good model uh, for discipleship and mission. A great model of what it means to go forward with just a little bit of faith. 
In another gospel, Jesus talks about moving mountains with that kind of mustard seed faith. In this reading, it's the mulberry tree that gets moved. Either way, the message is the same. In our relationship with Jesus being, being, being rooted in him, growing together in him, we have what is necessary to do the difficult, even seemingly impossible things. And why should that be so hard to believe? After all, he has moved us from death to life. He moved us from being orphans to being part of his family. He's moved us from, from guilt to cleansing, from conflict to reconciliation. He's done all that in our lives. There's a, a painting by Vincent van Gogh called The Mulberry Tree. That's actually the one that's on the, on the cover of your bulletin. Well, I didn't quite get it on that one. That's okay. Uh, but it is on the cover of your bulletin. And, and uh, it is an interesting painting. He painted in 1889 while he was in voluntary confinement at an asylum in, in St. Remy, France. And, and in this tree, it's, it's an interesting painting because it's, it's pretty impressive. It's a strong tree, sort of gnarly uh, and abundant with this bushy foliage on it. And in the painting, he uses these rich tones of yellow and gold. And it's pretty formidable. It's, it's a pretty big tree. It's rooted in rock and, and set against a, a blue sky there. For Van Gogh, uh, an ordinary-looking tree on the character took on the character of beauty and, and strength and joy. Uh, and if you've done any reading about Vincent Van Gogh, a lot of times when he, when he got to the point where he was using a lot of yellow, it was a time where he had a lot of joy uh, that was coming back into his life, so he used yellow a lot with that. Maybe that be our attitude the next time we say it's difficult to follow Jesus. What appears to be hard, maybe even impossible, maybe just the thing for us to live with, with Christ day in and day out. Because Jesus Christ abides in you and in me, the difficult thing can be done with joy. It might not be easy, but it is possible in Christ being rooted, growing together, branching out in Jesus. God can use you and me to do awesome things in our world, maybe even move a mulberry tree. Amen. Please stand. And now may the peace of God that transcends all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbonnais, Illinois. You can find this and other podcasts by going to stpaulslutheran.net and choosing an option at the top of the page. Thank you for listening and God's blessings.